And were there times in the game where you felt like the offense was finding a rhythm, or is that still kind of a work in progress? Uh, I wasn't good enough today. Um, you know, there were times that, that we looked good, and a lot of times we didn't. So we get it figured out. Let's go on some other uh, topics right now uh, on the Mastil uh, podcast right now. Uh, let's let's keep it uh, rolling with the office before I wrap up. Uh, Dini Kukabwala, also of NFL Network, uh, recoil what Rui II said about a running game. I mean, he vowed the fix back in the spring and uh, how they cannot have what they had happen to them again. Because when you look at where they are, rushing the ball right now in this league. Uh, 31st, 114 yards off of 35. Only one rushing touchdown, which you're already aware it is off Juju Schuster. And here's the quote right here. We don't want to see the Pittsburgh Steelers last in the league and rushing ever again. It's something we have to fix. 75 yards in two weeks. Let that sink in for a moment. Again, I do realize it's 15 more games left to go. But the only problem I have with yesterday's loss, and this is a big one, uh, and I mean so much right now, but common game opponent. Everybody in the AFC North is facing the AFC West this year, as well as the NFC North. Uh, and, and for the most part, how am I supposed to have confidence in a team who, which three years ago, when they faced all four opponents, uh, losing to the Chiefs, losing to the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders, they got swept 0-4 three years ago versus the AFC West. And when you when you look at it too, three of those losses of the, of the remaining uh, four teams in that division came late in the season when they went on that skid. I mean, that is where they finished off the season uh, two and four. I mean, for the most part. I mean, they were at seven, two, and one and finished off the season nine, six, and one. I mean, when you really break it down, what happened right there, they went on a crucial three game losing streak. The game with the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders somehow managed to beat the Patriots were actually on a late Sunday afternoon game, but then to lose a heartbreaking loss to the Saints, which really put them in bad position. They were still alive, but they needed win plus help. And like I said, even another thing that was uh, strange and ironic about that year too, and what's happening again this year, as Phil Point pointed out, of 93-7 the fan, each of the times the Steelers lost their home opener in the season uh, at Heinz Field, which under Ben Roethlisberger era, which is back in 2013, 2018, 19, and now 2021, they have failed to make the playoffs in each of those years. Now, granted, I will say this. If Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have the throwing uh, elbow surgery, if he doesn't injure himself, if he's able to stick around, I'd argue 2019, maybe that may not have been the case. Uh, because you could argue that quarterback positioning was it was one of the huge things, coupled with the fact that they were like close to last in running the ball in 2019. 
that's where we have to really uh, get a grip on everything right here. I mean, you ain't going to fix anything if you're only running for 75 yards. It shows me a lack of involvement. I mean, just you, you, something's got to give here. And, again, it is only the first month of the season. I still maintain the fact it is a smoke screen for what is about to go down. I just feel like right now, I think a lot of people right now are probably looking at this game, probably living in their fears, and rightfully so. I mean, and you're looking at your fears rightfully because what we're seeing right now from an offense that continues to do the same stuff, including what they did at the end of last year, quick screens, passes, new offensive line altogether. So, I mean, and this is where it's incumbent upon Ben Rosper, too. I mean, too, I mean, shoot. I mean, who else you got to look at hard in the mirror right here on this uh, team that really needs to be looked at a little bit more? Is this so much more the offensive lineman, offensive line coach on this team when you look at it? I mean, your offensive line coach, which is Adrian Clem right now, uh, three years of experience, by the way. You got Mike Sullivan right now, who is the quarterback coach. That's confused with Mike Sullivan of uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, but – I mean, who was uh, replacing Matt Canada, who got promoted offense coordinator. I mean, those are two huge factors right there. And then Eddie Faulkner right now, by the way. I mean, three straight years, if I'm not mistaken, with the Steelers. I mean, what is he doing right now to really put things in the run game? I mean, if I'm looking at Mike Tomlin's staff, I mean, listen, Mike Tomlin will forever have – my trust and a lot of Steelers fans trust how he manages keeps his teams in game. But this is one of the criticisms he's he does receive sometimes. Uh not consistent enough adjustments when needed. And I, I got I gotta tell you right now, I mean, a lot of this praise for Mike Tomlin about not having to lose his season, I'm not gonna lie. I think some of it is phony love. You never would hear this about Mike Tomlin. Uh, five, eight, five, eight years ago. Okay, granted, he did not have a losing season then, but what was always the biggest, like, uh, criticism of him, having a guy like Ben Rosper, who was still performing well in his prime, being surrounded with the Killer Bees, I mean, inheriting Ben Rosberger, that you could not maximize a few more Super Bowls off him. Granted, they went to one more Super Bowl. They lost the Green Bay Packers. They won one the Gary versus Cardinals two years prior. But at the same time, I just I, – I don't get it. I mean, I'm not asking for this guy to be moved on. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is at the end of the day, at the end of the day I mean, if he manages to have another non-losing season by having a winning season, but let's say they miss the playoffs, it does not mask the fact that they got some issues they got to adjust right now as far as what the run blocking. I mean – help keep gain this run game. I mean, the quote, do not want to ever see the run game dead last in the NFL ever again. Just think about that. I mean, how much that resonates right there? That is not a good sign. I mean, I mean, Tomlin's done enough to, like, earn his stripes, pay his dues with this team. But at some point, you have to start looking at your assistance a little bit harder right now 
I'm not going to beat up as much as Matt Canada. I'm not sure if, like, his offense is totally the worst design. But, I mean, there was some concerns going into the season about him calling plays from the booth versus being on the sideline. I can only imagine how much communication has got to be right there. But, I mean, also, too, remember what Matt Canada was saying going into the season? He loves to lean on a guy like Ben Roethlisberger. And that's, I think, where we have to pay attention right now and really think about this for the most part, where that holds up. And is it time to like really start bringing some new suggestions? I mean, open up the playbook a little bit more. Because I'm a little miffed at times how we continue to be at this point right now. A team, I mean, it's one-on-one. Still lose to the freaking Raiders. But, I mean, the good news is they got a Bengals team. It's not going to be as beatable as many people think. But I, I'm telling you right now, I want a shutout. I know this is the kind of team that we deal with, Mike Tomlin. They can be style points, but I want to see a statement win. It, it is time. But it's going to be hard to do with all the injuries they got going on. I just want to see some, like, a uh, consistency going on right here because at the same time the defense can only do so much you really can and now that they're getting hurt I mean you're looking at a defense right now who looks like it's going to be giving up quite a few yards in the upcoming weeks and, and that, that's a real sad thing right now I mean it's disappointing it just goes to remind you stay I mean your best ability is availability in this league and right now this is a team right now who is, doesn't feel like they're in the best position possible. It's sad because I really do feel like Kevin Colbert is trying to fill some nice gap pieces. I'll tell you, one guy I am impressed with so far uh, on this uh, Steelers team is definitely uh, Melvin Ingram right now as far as on the defensive side of the ball right now since uh, coming into this uh, team right here. I mean, he's had a uh, sack right now. And here he's got uh, five total tackles uh, on the team. He's also got two tackles for loss, uh, which is uh, tied for first with the team. And that's one more than T.J. Watt for right now. But like I said, the only part with him, uh, his stats, once again, going into this Sunday's game, uh, for the most part, for uh, T.J. Watt, uh, as we uh, look at, he has a chance to play this Sunday. Uh, according to uh, Ian Rapport, uh, he was told it was a good sign regardless if he plays or not. It's not a major injury. But as a groin injury, remember, talking to a few people about this, I mean, this is something that, like, if you move a few times, you can probably strain yourself once again, probably re-injure something. And it's probably because of the step move that he has when trying to get after the quarterback and, like, not only sack him, but force uh, fumbles. And then uh, update two on Deontay Johnson. He did not suffer a serious injury yesterday. His status for the Bengals it is to be determined. So that's where we got to hold our breath on right now, uh, going into this right now. And just uh, follow wrapping thoughts real quick once again on the loss of the Raiders right now. As uh, we looked at it, uh, they came cross-country into a hostile environment on a short week and pummeled the home quarterback while improving the 2-0. Uh, defensive line coach Rob Marinelli, who was also an assistant with Mike Tomlin 
under John Gruen when they won the Super Bowl together uh, back in 2002. Uh, he says that the environment may change, but we don't. And, I mean, Rob Marinelli, I mean, this guy stole Stephon at calling uh, defensive uh, game plans right here, especially on the defensive line. I give them a lot of credit right now because – the thing is, right now, Derek Carr, I mean, he still goes through some tough love with John Gruen. I mean, this is a guy who's probably, in many people's minds in the national media, Derek Carr probably didn't look like he was going to be the guy that was going to be lasting around for much longer under the Raiders banner with John Gruden. I mean, when you, when you look at, I mean, a guy like Derek Carr, I mean, what he's been able to do, I mean, contribution-wise, I mean, listen, I, I think at the end of the day, I think they're getting stronger together. And, and the argument that's been made about a guy in John Gruen is that he needs the proper players in place to have winning components. He doesn't really do good with teams he's got to build with. But when you look at a guy like Derek Carr, I mean, other John Gruen, he's had every year – 4,000 passes or more. His career high in passing yardage was 4,103 yards, 27 touchdowns to nine interceptions. His best touchdown interception ratio uh, was last year. And they uh, had a key game, too. Remember, at about like halfway of the season, I want to say it was Sunday night matchup versus the Kansas City uh, Chiefs that year back in uh, 2020. It was uh, week 11, and they they lost that game at home 31-35. to And that was a game right there where they had the Raiders uh, beat in that uh, contest right there. And uh, you know what? I, I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but I can definitely see the Raiders returning for the first time in five years as a playoff team. I mean, they got – they got a team right now who arguably right now for this year, I mean, when we look at it, I mean, for what they've been able to do uh, so far, I mean, for this year, I mean, for the Vegas Raiders going into uh, this year, I mean, they're only 13th in uh, points allowed in uh, scoring defense. And when you also look at it, too, for what they've been able to do, I mean, they, they, they got some guys on here, but I think it's more so still on the offensive side of things where they uh, got it going. Because the Las Vegas Raiders right now, they are number one in total yards in offense. Number one in passing yardage. I mean, and also, too, for the Vegas uh, Raiders, I mean, which this point so far is a running game, 28th in that. But when you also look at it, too, another thing to, like, really pay attention to with this uh, Vegas Raiders uh, team, that's all you got right now. Well, as far as, like, uh, scoring uh, touchdowns, uh, for the year, their 13th in that regard was six. There's pressure on John Gruen right now to really get the season to the playoffs. Holly, we're not saying he's he he he's going to be fired. I mean, with the 10-year contract he signed since coming on board, 
But there is a lot of people that feels like he should be held accountable. Because usually, like me at times, of ESPN brought up a good point earlier today. I mean, if you don't make a playoff by your fourth year, you should be on the hot seat. And I would have to agree with that. I mean, Mark Davis has shown uh, patience. He's not like his old man, uh, the late Al Davis, uh, which, by the way, I was rewatching the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, Al Davis versus the NFL, and pretty much focusing a huge part of that documentary was how he was trying to move his team for a better stadium, better surrounding for his team all the years when he moved, when he uh, was able to take the NFL to court and an antitrust lawsuit for moving to Oakland to Los Angeles because how old the Oakland Coliseum was. And that, that's all. But I, I feel like right now, I mean, the Raiders, this is a team – Still got to see more of it. I think they showed some signs last year. They showed some teases. I mean, I feel like losing to the Dolphins late in the season pretty much hurt their playoff chances. I think by that time, I want to say they were eliminated by that point. But being the Steelers yesterday, they definitely made a statement when uh, coming into Heinz uh, Field right now. And Ben Rosberg, too. Let's uh, go back to him right now. Uh stating on what he feels like needs to be better on this team. Because I, I tell you what, he's definitely got a lot to look in the mirror uh, for this team. They're trying to figure out things in a better direction going forward here. Uh, here's what Ben Rosberger had to say as far as, like, uh, Matt Canada's offense. Check it out. Ben, you're running three wide running back and tight end shot down a lot. Uh, these first two games, the second half Buffalo in a lot today. Is that what you're seeing from the defense, or is that by design? And why are you uh, relying on that group so much? Um, you know what? You'll have to ask Coach Canada that. That's what what he's calling, what we're going with. Um, you know, we got some really good football players that you want to get on the football field. So if you don't have them out there, they're sitting on the bench doing nothing. Yeah, so pretty much, I mean, uh, the, the flapping right there a little in the way. I mean, he's just uh, pretty much uh, being do what he's told. I mean, from what it sounds like, I mean, he's not really like uh, taking all the fault. I mean, just except being a little bit better, that everyone's got to be better, including himself, which I commend him for. And I'm not sure if I'm ready to transition from Ben Rosper to Mason Rudolph just yet. I I I can't. I, it's it's hard to, because he, what you're gonna have is 2019 all over again. More than likely, they'll be all the playoffs, and I just I'm just not sure Mason Rudolph. All this time as he has been able to like sit on the bench, what he's done in the preseason. I mean, stat wise, he did enough to keep his job. But Dwayne Haskins clearly outscored Mason Rudolph. The only problem is the biggest detriment for him was not doing well with the uh, first-team offense in that final preseason game versus the Carolina Panthers. I'm just not ready to go there just yet. Because I do feel right now what when you like take a grasp on this team, you have to ride out with Ben Rosberger. And Michael Irvin was saying, too, I mean, like, you know, if Ben Rosberger is not going to be, like, the better version of himself with a lack of a run game, it's time to bring in someone else. I disagree. It's 
it just I, I'm not sure if I'm ready to look into that. I mean, yeah, I mean, Michael Irvin's career, he it ended, I think, with uh, a neck injury. I think it was a game against the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in a veterans uh, stadium and uh, pretty much where he was uh, carted off. I mean, that was back in 1999. That was his uh, last time playing. But still, I mean, he had to be literally, like, carried off, carried and carted off the field. And usually, like, when you're a predator like that, you try and, like, give yourself the best uh, way to convince yourself, like, why I'm still the guy that belongs out here. It's like, if you're going to take me out, I need to be, like, hurt being out here. And I'm not sure if Ever Osper really wants to go that. I think he doesn't want to, like, leave on a bad note. Remember, this is a guy who he was uh, very uh, fortunate and blessed and lucky to be back with this team, take the pay cut that he did, maybe not call a bunch of a lot of fans' eyes, but he did take a $5 million uh, cap hit. I think that was off one of his uh, roster bonuses. I forget what it was, but he, for the most part, I mean, he, he wants to have a better ending for himself. And, I mean, this is his final opportunity, and he's doing it right now a year without his running mate, Marquise Pouncey. So, I mean, he's clearly feeling the pressure right now of trying to perform not just at a high level, but at a winning level. Because I, I do feel like he, he does take into consideration a lot of people are looking at that 11-game winning streak. They start off the season as a huge smokescreen. Huge smokescreen in the fact because when you did see, like, around week six, with that win over the Titans – that's where we really started to see, like, the run game really start to get, like, uh, stagnant once again, despite the fact that Rob Dunn was in the lineup. And it just I, – I really feel like they got to look themselves hard in the mirror. They really got to figure this out because right now it is fall season. I mean, the weather – I mean, it's pretty much the end of summer right now. And you got to look right now, like, how they need to adapt – how they need to bring this thing in together and what they want to do going forward. Because I do feel like this is a team right now who can still, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, look people straight in the eyes and show they could they, be a lot better of a finished product than what they are. I really do feel so. The, the only thing is right now is do you want to continue to be predictable or do you really want to have people rally around you? I mean, there. I mean, there's arguably some plays in that game. Like, yo, people will definitely point out Chase Claypool. I mean, there was a pass that was like right there where he had, but got knocked away by the defender. He had at the top of the tips of his hands, but I can't really fault Claypool that much. I mean, yeah, he's what six foot three, six foot four, but still, I mean. That was almost like a, a difficult catch he had to make. A catch he probably should have made that should have probably been a score. And I think that eventually led to the fourth down play where they tried uh, in the Raiders' uh, territory around the 37-4 yard line. They went for it out. But I, I really believe just the unforgivable moment in that game for me was just punting on fourth and one. I do not punt in that situation. 
I don't give a damn how much confidence you have in your defense right there. The problem is you already burnt one of your three timeouts at that point. Used one more timeout and stopping the Raiders on that drive. I, I don't like that. I don't like screwing around with your timeouts because now you're really asking to play uh, tight football on the way, disciplined football on the way. And clearly that did not happen with Trey Turner. But again, I do understand the fact too, he did get spit on uh, in that contest. He, he get, went for some serious humiliation right there. And uh, pretty much right now being scapegoated by guys like myself. And I want to apologize for that. But I'm not going to back down from the fact that everyone's got to stay cool going forward right now. I mean, this is pretty much their last uh, dance together as any uh, relevance of a Super Bowl winning team. This just cannot happen uh, for the most part. Now, also speaking of Ben Rosberger, Adina Kinkabala of NFL Network, and she's also a regular uh, host on uh, 93.7 The Fan alongside the Paulie and Miller show. I think it's every Monday or sometime throughout the week, but she did mention that Ben Rosberger on the road last week versus Bills was pressured on seven of 34 dropbacks. Drop uh, week one, the Steelers didn't, man, didn't attempt any deep passes. Uh, this time around, however, uh, Ben Rosberger, he attempted eight passes where he went two for eight on deep passes, resulting in 93 yards. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe, just maybe, he should have stick back to a sorry passing game. I don't know. But then here, here's another thing I want to ask you right now. Should the Steelers have blitzed a little bit more? I mean, yeah, you have the injuries, significant injuries. Being without Joe Hayden, being without Devin Bush, Tyson Lyle gets knocked out of the game, as well as T.J. Watt. I understand you're down without less you guys, but should they have pressured more? Because, like I said, as a reminder, I mean, under Keith Butler, this year, I mean, they've got only one blitz off of 91 dropbacks for 1.1%, which is dead last in the NFL through two games. Do they need to go back to blitzing more? You know, and to tell you the truth, I don't mind it. I mean, you got away with it, I mean, in the Buffalo Bills game. I mean, it looked like a well-balanced defensive attack, lockdown defense. Okay, I mean, they still gave up quite a few yards in that game. But, I mean, this time around, I, I really feel like the secondary on the defense hurt them more. Compile with the injuries that happened during the game with the RA, two guys that you're already down. That's just, I think, where it'll get frustrating with anybody. Injuries definitely can make a huge difference here. And for the most part, when you look at where they're at right now, I, I think they do have to go back to blitzing. But let's swing things over to the NFC North. I mean, the AFC North right now, once again, Steelers are in second place. Ravens are the top dog right now in the AFC North. Uh, Lamar Jackson finally gets his first uh, career victory versus Patrick Mahomes thanks to a crucial fumble by Clyde Edwards-Alaire on Sunday Night Football right there. Uh, the Ravens ended up winning that game 
in on Sunday night uh, football versus the Chiefs. They uh, won that game, uh, which was 36 to 35 in that game. And that was uh, right now, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't surprised that they finally got over the hump. They finally beat them. But at the same time, too, I mean, this is a team. They, they need to get over them from a psychological advantage. I mean, they had their number. I mean, at that point, I mean, the previous three times. And I think for Lamar Jackson, when you look at a guy like John Harbaugh, who still looks like a genius, what he's able to do, I mean, you could still work with a guy with Lamar Jackson. But again, I'm not going to put Lamar Jackson over Ben Roethlisberger. I will not do that. Only because I got to see more out of the pass game. He has been getting better in passing the ball, but as far as like long-term sustainability, give me Ben Rossberger. Laugh at it all you want. Guy stole for 295 yards, but when you adjust the 292 net yards in that game, uh, listen, he's still doing something right as far as like making plays when you have to make plays. The, the problem is, is when he's under pressure, you see him breaking down a little bit more. Uh, it, it's once you get this guy, when you, when you get pressure in his face, he tends to break down a little bit more So nowadays. And that just cannot happen. Now let's go ahead and wrap this thing up with fair or foul. Mike Tomlin lived in his fears by putting on four for one yesterday. Hell yes, he did. No question about it. When you're saying that you're giving more confidence in your defense uh, to make a stop, what does that tell you? It tells me that you don't have confidence in your run game to get a push for a yard or even less than a couple of inches. I mean, that is just most really uh, disappointing. For a guy who likes to be aggressive in certain situations, you punt. Pretty much like the Cleveland Browns playoff loss over again. When you had a chance to get a little closer, being down 28 points in the hole, bringing it down to a two-possession game, I think it was at that point, you could have still made that game a lot interesting, you punt. You got to go for that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and like Andrew Filippone said, I mean, he felt like that was waving the white flag. I agree 100 damn percent. Uh, so that is fair. Time for Ben Rosberg to get benched? No. I'm going to say foul on that one. I'm not ready to trust Mason Rudolph. I don't care how many times he's sitting on the bench or Dwayne Haskins. He's shown he's clearly not ready. Even though he has outperformed in the preseason, the only thing is work with that first team offense. I don't know if you want to roll the dice on that just yet, especially when you got the injuries on defense. Someone's going to have to step up on offense. I don't see either of those guys right now. I'll ride it out with Ben Rosper. Uh, can they still win an offensive lineman right now? If, say, Russell Coon's still available, uh, got over 11, nearly $11.5 million in cash space available, why not? Yeah. 
And he's going to take lesser money. <laughs> I mean, listen, how bad do you want to not only stay as a playoff team, but win a Super Bowl? If you want to, like, have some key pieces, I think this is the desperate time where you have to really think about this move. Go for it. And that's where I'm going to leave it at with uh, tonight's uh, episode of this edition here of the Mass Joe Podcast. Make sure to keep it right here. I'm going to try and keep up with a show on Tuesdays, too. NFL Power Rankings. I'm going to be uh, trying to dissect right here. Usually come out every Tuesday. I'm going to do a comparison uh, across the league right now. Uh, which team stood out pretty much uh, through uh, week to week. I didn't do one last week, but I'm going to try and uh, squeeze up again tomorrow. Keep that to the 30-minute show. And again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can definitely follow me. You can follow me on Twitter, at CGR. Instagram at Steel Nation. As always, leave you for this edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. And always going forward, here we go, series. Here we go. I got.